0: From the Center for Conscious Communication, this is Leading Life. Hi everyone, I'm Stacey Caruth, the founder of the Center for Conscious Communication, and this is Leading Life, a podcast spotlighting women business leaders who are making a difference, following their passion, and challenging the status quo. Today, My guest is Anna Studer, owner and founder of ACS Juices. Thank you so much for being here, Anna. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I'm so excited to talk to you about so many things. I spoke with you a while back and I was so inspired by the connections that you're making in the community and your want to give to the community. That reciprocity is so important. So I've just been really excited to have the opportunity to speak with you. I appreciate it. I'm excited to share about my business and how amazing our community is. Well, let's start prior to Juice and talk a little bit about your life prior to starting this business. I'd love to know. So um, we moved here in 2017. My husband works in the
1: oil industry, so um, like many people, a job transfer to Casper, Um, but we lived in Billings, Montana. That's where I'm from, born and raised. Um, In my background in education, my career was school counseling. I did that for 12 years at Elder Grove School in Billings and absolutely loved it. Um, So then when we moved here, I still did um, school counseling for a year and loved it. I worked for Poison Spider School in Oregon Trail, had a great school year with them, and just absolutely loved that career. And then um, things just sort of took a little turn, and I decided to make a life and career change, and start a juice business.
0: Hmm, very interesting. Has healthy living always been important to you? What made you decide juicing when there are so many businesses that you could choose? Absolutely. So, um, rewind back even
1: further. In 2011, my youngest child was uh, a year old, and that's when I started you know, I was like, most new moms, I need to, you know, get rid of this baby weight and be healthy and more than that, just have energy and be active with them, you know, because I had a, a one-year-old and a three-year-old at the time. So um, two things I started back then were running and juicing, and both of which I still do, the, do to this day and absolutely love. But the thing about juicing was I just found, wow, I can take this mountain of produce and put it in this amazing little machine and I can drink it and I can chase my toddlers and, you know, have this cup in hand, if you will, and get all of that nutrition in my system. So that was just, you know, the sell for me is, wow, I can just take this with me and it tastes good. And I can experiment with different um,
0: recipes and feel good. Mm. So... In Billings, I guess I always assumed that you had a juice bar that you went to and bought juice but it sounds like you were making your own juice from the beginning.
1: Yes, so there was a juice bar in Billings. Um, both Montana and Wyoming juicing is very much a newer industry. It's not for our country as a whole but definitely for um, Montana and Wyoming it's it's still newer. But at the time when I lived in Billings, there was one, um, and I would go there as a treat, and I definitely loved it. And they made great juice. Um, but yeah, I was I was juicing at home. I was you know doing all my own prep work, and I loved the process of juicing as much as I did drinking it. So um, I found it to be a lot of fun to you know stock up on all my supplies for the week, and kind of like meal prepping, but juicing. Um, so I would get very excited about what was my plan for the week, and you know I had fun little bottles, and um, so yeah, I was doing all my own juicing.
0: Hmm. So did you do a juice as a replacement for a meal?
1: Um, Yes and no, depending. um, I like a really strong veggie juice, so those, my strong green, for example, has a lot of veggies in it, so a juice like that could be a breakfast replacement. Um, It's definitely not like a smoothie. It doesn't have the fiber, so in the beginning when I was trying to cut calories and, you know, I was running and Um, you know, I just had my youngest baby. I was definitely trying to cut back on my meals. So you can do that. There's other juices that I would say are not enough calories. So um, just depends on the juice and the recipe.
0: So you like the strong greens, the more veggie juices. That's my preference. Yes, for sure. So is that your favorite recipe or did you have others that you really liked? That's my original and favorite. Um,
1: I drink that one every day unless I'm sold out of it. But yes, I try to always make myself a stash of that one. Um, I really love beet juices. I, f- I feel really good on beet juice. That's a strong second. I'm a big believer in celery juice every morning. Um, that's really important for gut health. So yeah, the greens, beets, celery, those are my top picks. So you walk your
0: talk. <laughs> I try to. <laughs> You're your drinking your juice. Yes. Glad to hear that. How did you originally learn about juicing then and then transition into this massive juicing?
1: Right, because juicing for yourself is very different than building a business out of juicing. Just very different. Um, and and anyone who's interested in juicing should absolutely, should absolutely buy a juicer and try it out. Um, but to go from just your own home supply and juicing to mass quantities and it's still high quality and you know all of that and just all the ins and outs of building a business is is a big undertaking but where I came with learning how to possibly build a business was I follow this juice business called JK juices um it's two sisters out of Findlay, Ohio and they have this amazing juice bar and it's a small little town and a big part of their business though is that they consult and mentor other businesses and they're just you know very down to earth and they just they just give you this picture that anyone can do it and so I was like wow and when I started it was um 21 and so it was kind of a time of you know we were all in you know um at home it was during the pandemic of course and so like a lot of people I was on YouTube more than usual or you know just doing different things online and ran across a YouTube video of theirs I think I was looking up a new juice recipe for myself and they popped up and I was just instantly hooked and could not believe that wow, you know, like opening a juice bar is a thing. And so it just kind of started from there, just watching
0: them. Ah, So you were inspired by J.K. Juicing, right, in Ohio? Yes, two sisters, yeah. I love to hear things like that. There is sometimes... And I think during the pandemic and just the opportunity to be online, I think there were so many opportunities for that, to see yep. something that maybe we didn't see before and right. be inspired and lead us down a different path in our life. Absolutely. I, pan,
1: there was a lot of horrible things about the pandemic, but there was a lot of
0: good. I started
1: um, playing the banjo, tried, <laughs> something I always wanted to try, and started juicing more. And then this juice business idea came up.
0: Oh, I love that, the banjo, something (laughs) Something you've always wanted to to do. I want to try it, yeah. (laughs) Well, I want to play the guitar, and I haven't yet done it, so I'm very inspired by that.
1: (laughs) I'm not good at it yet,
0: but... (laughs) Well, maybe someday we'll play together. There you go. (laughs) Do you know how to sing? I do like to sing. You like to sing? Oh, good, because I'm not a very good singer, so we'll we'll, we'll talk later. Sounds good. So... Starting a business and being inspired by JK, the Juice Sisters, Mm -hmm. is a good first start. Right. And there's a lot more to starting a business. So I'd love to know how that went for you, the learning curve. Absolutely. I've always worked. And as I said before, I was a school counselor for a long time. Um,
1: But this is definitely the hardest job I've ever had and the one I've loved the most. Um, I absolutely love school counseling with all my heart. Very difficult job. Owning a business and what it takes is very different and very difficult, um, but it's all about learning and asking for help and work, work, work. It's you know, you show up, you work, you come back and you do it the next day, and it's long hours and it's and you just realize from the from the start, if I really want this to work, I have to put in the time, I have to put in the learning, I have to get uncomfortable you know do things like I'm doing tonight and you know talk to people that I can learn from and you know just a lot of learning a lot of hard work um and just I was in the Casper startup challenge um and that was a huge help I did a boot camp boot camp with them I did the pitch night just met a lot of people through that um John and Eric with Impact 307 have been extremely helpful um but it's just work and learning
0: Wow. Can you say a little bit about, you named three different things that really helped you. I'd love to know a little bit more about what's available in Casper that would help people get started if they're interested.
1: So Impact 307 is a business incubator. They provide free resources, mentoring, all sorts of tools. Um, I probably didn't even utilize all the things that they offer, but their goal here in town is to help small business and um, help them grow And the Casper Startup Challenge is sponsored, I I believe I'm saying this correctly, sponsored by Impact 307. Um, It's a big, it's like a shark tank challenge where you pitch your uh, business. So it starts with an application process. And I think for me, um, and this was last March, it's been a while, so I'm trying to remember, but I think it started out with 25 applicants and then went to 10. And then I think we were five on pitch night, maybe. I might have those numbers off, but... Um, So then there's three that win or I'm I'm probably messing up the numbers, but it's like a, a competition. But the great thing about it is, is you spend six weeks preparing a presentation. And in that time, you really dig deep on explaining your business to someone else, which is where I think a lot of learning happens is when you can talk about and teach others about what you're doing. You really learn, Okay, what do I do in this part or what is working and you really, you get to analyze yourself and what you're doing. And you're trying to, you know, sell it and tell everyone what you're doing and why it's wonderful and they should choose you. So it was just such an unbelievable process of learning and growth and speaking and explaining my business.
0: Wow, I love that. I know it's been described to me that just describing your business is like being inside the bottle and reading the label. You're right there. You know what you do, but trying to tell other people about it is such a challenge so I can see that would be such a benefit
1: right and I think going back to the work and the learning and the the hours spent I I I think I can never explain enough what it means to me and how you know like what I think about cold pressed juice and you know how it's made and um it's just hard to even convey it if you're really passionate about it you could go on and on and on um but I think with my product and my business when people experience it that's that's the best time when I can talk to them and you know, see what they think about it, how it tastes, watch mm-hmm. them, uh, or have them watch me make it sometimes and see my big, huge machine pressing it. That's, um, you know, where a lot of time of explaining can happen. So that's really fun.
0: Yeah, I, I can so see that because when I first learned about you, I was stopping at your home uh, picking up juice. And it's since back then... Back in the basement days. <laughs> yes. You've moved to a location where I can actually see you make the juice, but I was so curious yes. when I would go to your home. And of course, I didn't want to say, can I go see the right, right, right. juicing machine in your house? I would have let you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate it. And it was such a treat to be able to actually see it because right. just from juicing myself it's a process right. in a little juicer, and it takes a lot of time. So right. I was having a really hard time wrapping my head around how you could produce that much juice in a short amount of time. Right, yes. Not that it doesn't take time.
1: Right. I mean, it still right. when I, it's still certainly I It's the machines. So I have huge commercial equipment. I use um, what's called Good Nature. It's a family-owned and operated business out of Buffalo, New York. They've been in business over 30 years. Um, so that was a huge part of my business is, um, what, what juicer I would select. And, um, that goes back to JK juices and, you know, they have a lot of experience with good, good nature. And so that was the company I went with, but, um, yeah, my large, I have three juicers. My largest one is 400 some pounds and, um, it can produce hundreds of bottles of juice and it's the same type of juicer you'd find in like a whole food store. So it's, It's heavy duty. It's amazing. So
0: (laughs) Well and the if I have this, please tell me if I'm wrong about this. I think the importance then of cold press juicing is that your juice lasts longer. Is that right? Yes, yep. So a few things. Yep.
1: Um shelf life for sure. It can last longer. Four to five days. I mark mine with a five day shelf life. Um, juice that is made on a home juicer is usually a, what's called a centrifugal juicer or a masticating style. Um, still great. That's what I did forever and I still have one at home. I have a couple. Um, I'll probably never get rid of them, you know, because just in case. Um, but that style is just a little bit different. So it's, it's, going to, it's using a fast spinning motion and usually the pulp or the juice is being pushed through a metal strainer or like a grate, like a cheese grater looking thing. Um, with that fast spinning and that metal grate, there's a lot of heat being produced. Heat can kill the enzymes and all the nutrients within the juice. So with cold press, there's minimal gr- minimal heat during the grinding because it's done um, very slowly and it's being pushed through a filter bag and a hydraulic press. So two things about cold-pressed juice the great thing is it's going very slowly and it's keeping all those nutrients and the tough thing is it's going very slowly so that's also part of my business design is that I bottle my juice a lot of times people come in and they want me to make them a juice right you know as they're there and that's just not my business model I press in large batches and bottle it and the reason being cold press takes a very long time even with my big um, heavy-duty machines And that's purposeful, it's intentional, so it's slow, it's not producing heat, it's not killing all those great nutrients. So cold pressing takes longer, but it's higher quality and it's giving you more nutrition per glass.
0: Mm -hmm. Lots of thought that goes into all of this. And lots of love, I think, as well. Tell me a little bit about where you're located right now, because that's part of an incubator Is that, am I saying that Um, right? Or Or, food hall. Yep. Um, So yes,
1: it's the the, um, Wyoming Food for Thought building. They own it. So they do their operation out of there. They provide food bags for kids and families. Um, They have community gardens around town and they sell produce right at our location. Homemade salsas. Um, Chef Maggie King is amazing. She does all of the cooking for these um, meals for our community. Um, Jamie Purcell is the director, and what they've created is this space. This is a temporary space for them because they're building um, their new space um, on the north side of Casper. Mm -hmm. But this space at 420 West 1st Street is meant to be a food hall. So I'm there as an anchor tenant, and True Bakery is another tenant. Um, They're looking to bring a few more in. And then um, another part of their building in the commercial kitchens, they have food trucks that rent time to use their kitchen Um, And they come and go and run their business out of there as well. So they're providing this great service to our community by providing all this food. But they're also helping small businesses like myself. This is, you know, this is my starting place. I would not have a location if it weren't for them. Um, So it's just a great, great thing for everyone, I think.
0: A jumping off point, it sounds
1: like. Yes, for sure.
0: And then in their new location, not to get off on all of that, but in their new location, they'll offer that as well. Is that true? No, I'm
1: not. I don't think so. I think that's just specific to this location. I could be wrong, but I believe this location just offered that opportunity because there is a kitchen in it and the bar set up. And so that was how they are being creative with their space, I think, um, until they go into the new space.
0: It sounds like a lot of things have just lined up for you. Very much. I'm very grateful. God's been good to me. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, it was meant to be. Yes. I always love those things. So what's been your greatest challenge in running a business then? Oh, there's so many. (laughs) Greatest challenge,
1: I think, is just overcoming self-doubt and that whether it will work or not. Um, There's many very... uh, Obvious challenges such as like running numbers and financials and just you know, kind of the day to day like obvious ones. Will this make money? You know, how do I run all my costs? How do I make this work and financially survive? But I think the biggest thing is just overcoming thinking that it won't work and just you know being negative in my own head um, because that's huge and especially for me. And I think other small startups could probably probably relate. Um, If you've never done this before, you have no idea. And it's very much a self-taught situation that I'm in, which is both great and very difficult at the same time. But with that, when you're having to learn a whole new second career, um, you know, I'm 42. This wasn't, wasn't really the plan. It's amazing, but you know, I'm in a season of learning. And so with that, there's gonna be, you know, mistakes and failures and, oh gosh, I wish I hadn't done it that way. And for whatever reason, human nature, we just can tend to focus on those negative spots too much. So I think that challenge of just pushing through the negativity in my mind or, you know, it can be external comments, but it's just realizing that it is working. Keep pushing, keep trying, keep showing up. You know, you are enjoying it. Today was just hard. This was just one day, you know, that sort of thing. But for every negative situation, there's probably... Five to ten great things that I can think of, and I just need to focus on those more.
0: Mm. Yeah, so really managing your mind and yes. coming back to the positive and the things that you're grateful for, yes. and not going down the rabbit hole of right. fear. Right, it sounds like yeah, yeah. Because
1: it's just it's a new experience, and so I think it's not just about business. It's just anytime we try something new, or anytime we you know want to do well at something, it's easy to be extra hard on ourselves, and you know, possibly quit, which. I'm not going to quit, but it sure pops up in my mind a lot. So
0: I know I have a card that sits on my desk that just says, "Keep going, keep going, keep yep. going." Yes. Yep, so. my mind—it's don't quit, don't quit, same
1: thing. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. I do that driving home a lot, like when I'm exhausted after a 15-hour day of juicing, and my yeah. So, but mm. I, do, I do love it. But challenges—it's it's those days where it's, you know, I didn't see my kids tonight, you know, and and else make up for it tomorrow, but small businesses, there's sacrifice and there's a lot of time and you know, there's, you have to weigh it all. And I mean, that's being a mother anyways, too. It's just deciding that it's worth it and keep showing up.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Having kids as well. I think that's a real theme uh, that I've seen as well, just in talking with women business owners, trying to manage our kids and make sure that they know that they're loved Mm -hmm. and that we're doing this and to also be, An example to our kids of this is possible, too. Yes. Yeah. My
1: kids are so proud of me. So Mm
0: -hmm.
1: that's been really great. Um, I get emotional talking about my kids.
0: I understand.
1: Um, But they both worked in the juice bar yesterday, and (laughs) they are so funny. Um, They're like, is this a split shift? Because one had school and one didn't. So um, my daughter was there in the morning, and she did all the labeling because it was my big um, Thanksgiving order. Um, So she, she had her job, and then... He's like, well, what did she get done when she was here this morning? And I'm like, you just worry about your shift? <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, this sounds like a split shift. You're worrying about what the AM shift did. And <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so he came in after school and, you know, it was crunch time because it was such a big order. And um, But no, it's, it's, it's one day it's like, oh my gosh, I didn't make it to the basketball game. But then it's the next day, like, you know he wrote a note on my board like so proud of you and you know it's do you have any juice left for us to take to school you know it's just it's just little things but um I know they are very proud and and it's especially my daughter you know showing her that you can go to college for one thing and you can have this great career that you love but then you can change your mind you can be 41 or whatever when I started and decide you know what I'm going to do something totally different and you can make it work so I think that's a big thing too is to my son also but just I think um especially as a female. I want her to know that change your mind at any point. Make good choices on how you get there, you know, like, you know, think it through, but um, you can make your choice at any time.
0: Yeah, don't let fear hold you back, too, I think. Yeah, for sure. Mm. Yeah, and it's one thing to say it, and it's something else to... Walk your talk to yes. really do it and yeah. show her this is possible. We yeah. can all do this. Yes,
1: and on that note, we moved here um, 2017, but I didn't start this till 2021, and it was very hard to move here. I didn't. I didn't want to leave my job. I didn't want to leave my family. Um, and I'm doing great now. I love Casper, but it was a big, huge transition, and it was it was a sad and lonely time for me. And one thing that I jokingly said to my husband when I was having a moment, I was like, there's not even a juice bar here and I'm crying. And he's like, so open one. <laughs> and so I talk about that a lot and he's like, he's like, yeah, and you did it. And I was like, remember when you told me to open a juice bar? So, yeah, but it took me, you know, four years to go for it and try it and see what happened. And um, it, it was a simple, well, simple is probably not the word, but the way I started was I just went to a market with a small amount of juices just to see what would happen, and
0: it worked out. Hmm. Well, from the consumer side of that, my daughter said, oh my gosh, Mom, you have to go to the farmer's market. Oh. There's somebody there with juice. This is so hey. exciting. She's probably
1: one of my first customers.
0: I said, I am on my way. Yes, so. yes. and
1: you're one of my first
0: um, front porch customers for sure. So oh, I love that. Yeah, well, amazing. So excited because we're always looking for healthy alternatives. Right. And we're definitely getting more of those in Casper, yes. and I'm so grateful of that. Right. And so grateful to you. Thank you. Yeah. As much as I love making juice, I much prefer to buy it from you. Yeah. Take a break sometimes. Let me do the work. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. Especially on those juice cleanses. That's yes. a lot of juice That to is make. a lot of juice, yeah. <laughs> What are the turning points in your business that supported your growth? Is there something where... know you kind of had this fork in the road and you chose this way and not that way I'm hearing things with Impact 307 and some of those things that have come your way but is there anything else that you wanted Um, to mention well definitely the startup challenge that was a huge turning point
1: um, because I learned a lot and it was just such a great um, building experience as far as like networking with the community learning really I think that was kind of a pivotal moment in like do I want to get real serious about this? Do I want to just keep doing it on my basement? I think that was a turning point um, for sure. Then also, you know, the day that Maggie King messaged me and she's like, you need to come be a tenant in this food hall. That was huge. You know, I wouldn't I wouldn't be commercial if it weren't for her, you know, and, and I highly respect her, and I think she's an amazing chef and person, more importantly. and um, So with her invitation, that was a huge start to being a commercial juice bar. There's just, I don't know what else really except just customer support has just been so um, consistent and just so amazing. And, you know, I keep going back to the self-doubt and all that, all the negative stuff. I keep thinking, okay, at some point, is everyone going to be done and tired of this? And everyone just keeps showing up and wants more juice. And, you know, everyone's just, I feel like our community is just rooting me on. And so it's, it's really all about the customers. You know, there's been business people and mentors and, you know, very important people along the way, but... My customer base, like people like you, that were fine picking up juice off my front porch, you know, twice a month or whatever. Actually, you were a monthly subscriber for a while. I know that. So, you know, that's that's everything. If it weren't, you know, I wouldn't have a business. If it weren't for my customers. So, that's huge.
0: Hmm. Tell me a little bit. I know you're uh, selling juice to or you're stocking juice in Grant Street right now as well. So, yes. tell me a little bit about where you're headed and. In- what your future plans are yeah. and goals.
1: So Grand Street is, an, I should have said, that's another pivotal moment is as soon as I became commercial because obviously operating out of my basement, I was, you know, I couldn't, I could only sell direct to customers. Um, but once I had a commercial space that opened up a whole new world of, well, I wonder if this place would want to stock my juice. And the number one first place that I thought of was Grant Street. Like That was like, oh my gosh, what if Grand Street would want my juice? And it was just like, that would be amazing, you know, cause they're just, they're an elite market. They're just, you know, they sell just such great stuff. And I think the community loves Grant street. And, um, I just thought my product being there would be the ultimate thing. So, um, yeah, Grant street sells my juices. I usually do, um, two deliveries a week there. And, um, that's been an amazing partnership. Um, Lindsay and all of her staff are just such great people. And, they've been so kind and supportive and they're always excited to see me bring more juice. So that's just very kind. Um, so yeah, community partnerships like that are amazing. That's definitely next steps. Um, the gym that I work out at is called empowered hustle and fitness. And I have a fridge there. Um, Ashley Bennett's the owner and just another amazing person and someone I really respect and admire and a customer. And you know, she, she was like, absolutely. You should have a fridge here. So she's been just amazing. Um, And then I was at Fresh Foods for a while with Leanne Miller and Eat Wyoming. um, And she, excuse me, when I have an order for Sheridan, she delivers the juices for me. Um, So Crossy Freedom Foods in Sheridan has had juices a few times, and I'd like to keep that going. Um, Because definitely a goal is to have juices in certain locations all over the state. Um, I know I'm not the only juice bar, but um, I'd like to have my juice all over Wyoming. You know, we're such a rural state, and people message me from small towns all the time and where can i what's where's the nearest place i can get your juice or um i haven't quite gotten to shipping yet that's a big challenge um but maybe at some point you know my product's just so perishable that that's a huge challenge and shipping's very expensive so i just haven't quite gotten there yet but um you know maybe having more markets around the state would be a next step for sure but yeah partnerships like grant street and um Empowered Hustle. And there's a few others that I'm talking to in town that are very exciting. And um, I want to be partnered with amazing businesses that I admire. I want my product associated with these amazing businesses because I think there's no greater uh, association than, you know, someone that has an amazing business would have interest in my product. So um, that's what I'm trying to do is just see who'd be interested, partner, and and all the while learn from them. That's, you know, partner with them, but, you know, learn all the great things they're doing and and, and everyone's just so kind and wants to help a little small business like me grow and make it. So that's just amazing to experience.
0: Yeah, there's something about the network that yes. is so important, that reciprocity. Absolutely. Yep. So on that note, I'd love for you to say just a few things, if you would, <clears throat> just to wrap it up about Olivia Caldwell Foundation. Absolutely. So um, another
1: thing that's, that I spend my time doing is I'm a board member for the Olivia Caldwell Foundation. And it's a nonprofit organization working to fight pediatric cancer. Um, It was started nine years ago, and it's named Olivia Caldwell in honor of our director's daughter, um, who sadly lost her battle to cancer. And so what we do as a board and an organization is we provide a clinic space in our town for our families so they don't have to go to Denver and back. We have a rotating specialist clinic, and then we also provide money for research, and we have... Um, And we partner with Denver Children's Hospital, I forgot to say that. And then we have a patient advocate program that helps connect our families to services and gives them the tools they need or connections to help, um, whether it be food, housing, appointment help, um, finding out what the next clinic specialist will be. Um, So that's just really a big part of my heart is giving back to them. And um, I just think that anything we can do to help people right in our community, especially kids that are in the toughest time of their life. It's very important.
0: Absolutely. Well, I, that was something that I didn't know about you and I was so happy to hear. And I think it's so important for other people in our community to know that that's happening. Right. So I'm really glad for you to share a little bit about that yes. and let more people know. Yes. And. I am so glad for you to join me today. Thank you so much for sharing your journey. I think it is inspiring. It inspires me, certainly. And I love that. Just keep going. We definitely need these healthy, nutritious drinks and all the good things going on in our our lives. And I appreciate your being part of it and helping us all stay healthier.
1: Absolutely. Thank you for having me.
0: Thank you for listening to Leading Life, a production by the Center for Conscious Communication, hosted by me, Stacey Caruth. I'd like to thank Ty Pierce for his artwork and technical guidance. If you haven't already, make sure to follow Leading Life on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. And if you enjoy the show, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Thanks for listening, and catch you again next time.